This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word, which is important for us because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So the more that we're in God's Word, the stronger our faith stays and grows. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to come to God. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. And I really think this is important and really pertinent for every single individual. We're going to be talking about how can I deal with temptation? Have you ever wondered about that? Have you ever found yourself rather... Uh, challenged, maybe discouraged because you know that you need to be turning away from temptation, but yet you keep finding yourself giving in to it, maybe at times unconsciously, but then you realize, what did I do? I've done it again. <laughs> you know, let me share a story with you. Personal stories really happened to me. Great many years ago, early in my life, very early in my life, I smoked cigarettes. I also smoked cigars at times and pipes at times. But for a period of, oh, I don't know, five or six years, very early in my life, I smoked cigarettes. Well, my parents wanted me to quit. There was a lady, neighbor lady across the alleyway in Chicago, and she wanted me to quit. And, and, and of course, I kept thinking about it myself, and I was realizing at that time that it was becoming more and more uh, common for uh, people to start talking about the dangers of smoking, lung cancer, emphysema, so on. I, actually, one of my family members developed emphysema from smoking, apparently, and, and uh, carried that with her for many years in her life, uh, even after she quit. But then, ultimately, I, I finally made the decision. I had quit for a while, and then I got back into it. And again, this whole period of time only took place over about five or six years or so. When I quit the second time, there would be times when I would be sleeping at night in bed and I would be dreaming about being in some gathering, maybe a social gathering, a party or something, and I would look down and I'd see a half-smoked cigarette in my fingers. And that would frighten me. It would scare me. What do I do? What, what happened? I've been smoking again. <laughs> well, it was a dream, but it was startling. Every time I had that particular dream, I'd look down and I'd see, I'd already quit smoking now, in actuality, but I'd look down and I'd see a half-smoked cigarette in my fingers. And I'd think, what, what happened? I didn't even remember smoking, but I had already smoked half the cigarette. Well, again, a frightening dream. It, thankfully, it was just a dream, and I never went back to smoking again. But sin is like that. The devil, he will lure us into sin, and sometimes without stopping and giving it proper thought, we find ourselves engulfed in the sin, and then all of a sudden it hits us. We realize, what have I done? 
I should not be involved in this. This is something that's sinful, and I certainly don't want to be sinning against God. How did this happen? Well, it happened because we gave in to the temptation. Maybe we were careless in our thinking, but we nonetheless gave in to the temptation and committed the sinfulness. Maybe got into uh, an action that was kind of ongoing, and finally we came to our senses and realized what we were doing and prayerfully and hopefully we repented at that point and sought God's forgiveness and, and, and turned away from that sin. Well, the wise man wrote in Proverbs 16 and verse 25, a familiar verse of scripture, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Well, the devil again is very skillful at painting sin with bright, shiny, attractive colors. And so a lot of times we find ourselves taking part in something that should have thrown up red flags immediately. Oh, but it looks attractive. It looks like something that's desirable, that will be fun or fulfilling or pleasing. And so we take part in it and then somewhere along the line we realize this was wrong. I should not have done this. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The rest of that verse. But we need to focus, we need to understand sin is not something to play with. The wages of sin is death. Nobody wants to get some life-threatening disease and then say, you know, I'm going to have a good time with this for a while, and then I'm going to cast it up. No, no, you'd, you might die from that. You don't want to mess with it at all. You don't want to be infected at all. You don't want to have some, some disorder physically that is life-threatening. You don't want to have to deal with that. You want to stay away from it. So you try to stay healthy, try to eat right, try to take vitamins or supplements that are going to help you or, or you try to exercise, keep yourself in good physical condition because you don't want to have to deal with the life-threatening disease or disorder somewhere along the line. Well, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. How many people have been led down a pathway that looks rose-colored, that looks well-lighted, that looks attractive and pleasing and desirable, and all that time they're getting sucked into a sinful lifestyle that's going to lead to their eternal condemnation if they don't come to their senses and repent of that. A way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. The devil's skillful in what he does in trying to present temptations before us that will lead us into sinfulness, but he tries to make them look good. When Eve was first presented with his challenges to God's instruction that you don't eat of the forbidden fruit, the, the, tr the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And the devil says, oh, no, no, it's going to be something that's going to make you like God. You're going to know good from evil. And what does Eve say, or what does the text say about Eve? She saw that the fruit 
was good to eat and that it was desirable to make one wise, and she disobeyed God and ate. She sinned in that, in that particular setting, in that particular decision. Well, later on we find after Adam and Eve had been expelled from the garden because of their sinfulness, we find their first two sons recorded in Scripture, Cain and Abel, they had become apparently grown men, and they were offering sacrifices in worship to God. Now, obviously, God had instructed them as to what he expected them to offer as sacrifices to him, in worship to him, because the Hebrews, the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews tells us, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, it was by faith, so since faith comes by hearing the word of God, then God obviously instructed them as to what to offer. In the text, in Genesis chapter 4, when Abel presented his sacrifice before God, offered it to God, God accepted it. It was, it was a good sacrifice in worship to God. But God rejected Cain's sacrifice. In verse 5 of Genesis chapter 4, he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? So he's challenging Cain. He's asking him, Why are you angry? And then he goes on in verse 7, he says, If you do well, will you not be accepted? In other words, if you're faithful to my instructions, to me, through what I've told you to offer, you're going to be accepted. And if you do not do well, you did not follow my instructions initially. And if you continue to not follow my guidelines, he says sin lies at the door. And its choice or its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Well, Sin lies at the door. The devil's always out there looking for a weakness, looking for an opening. Just open that door a little bit to temptation. He's, he's, he sticks that temptation right in through that crack. And so sin lies at the door. Its desire is for you. But you can do well. You should rule over it. In other words, you should recognize it as being sinful, and you should turn away from it. You should reject it. Well, we know the rest of the story about Cain, don't we? He did not do that, and ultimately he murdered his brother, and he suffered the consequences for the rest of his physical life. Well, Peter presents the devil, likens him to a roaring lion again, walking about seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9. But he says, resist him steadfast in the faith. So we can resist him effectively if we will walk in faithfulness to God. That's what Cain needed to do and what he failed to do. In 1 Peter 1 and verse 6, Peter speaks of, in the King James Version, it, it, it says, manifold temptations. The American Standard Version says manifold trials. The New King James Version says various, various trials. Well, the devil's always throwing. He's throwing a variety of things at us to try to tempt us to disobey God and enter into sin. But Peter assures us in, chapter, in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 
that God knows how to deliver the righteous from temptation. We'll talk about that more next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to stand strong against all of the temptations of the devil, to stay faithful and true to you. Please watch over us and give us the strength and the guidance to stay faithful to you, Father, to be victorious over sin and the devil who tries to lure us into sin. We pray this, Father. Please forgive us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.